I am unwilling to give up, that I will start over from scratch as many times as it takes to get where I want to be. I want to be. You just want to make sure you will get knocked down, but just make sure you don't get knocked out, knocked out. So your only choice should be go focus on what you can control, control, control. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Kara Golden Show. Join me each week for inspiring conversations with some of the world's greatest leaders, We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. Hi, everyone. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm so, so thrilled to have our next guest here. We have Molly Fletcher, who is an amazing, amazing individual. She is a former top sports agent, and she is the CEO of Game Changer Performance Group. And I actually met Molly when I was on her podcast, which is an amazing show called Molly's Game Changers. And it was just a lot of fun. We hit it off right from the bat. And I uh, was just really, really excited the more our sort of lanes cross, I was like, you've got to come on and be great to have you on. You have so many lessons to for people to learn. So as I mentioned, she was a former top sports agent, and uh, she's been hailed as the female Jerry Maguire. I hope you're not tired of hearing that about yourself <laughs> over the years. Uh, she was one of the first female sports agents out there. And during her almost two-decade career, she negotiated all kinds of top contracts. And needless to say, she's seen and done a lot. And she's an expert negotiator, but she's also recently, fairly recently, done a TEDx talk, which congratulations. It is so, so good. It's called The Secrets of a Champion Mindset, which has more than a million views. So if you haven't seen that, you absolutely have to check it out as well. And she's written five books. The most recent was The Energy Clock, and as I said, Molly's Game Changers podcast, definitely check that out if you haven't. And finally, her company, Game Changer Performance Group, helps clients unlock peak performance through training experiences. And you should definitely, in the show notes, we'll put all the information about that. So if you're looking for somebody to come in and really help your organization, your team, Molly's it. So absolutely excited to chat more with you, Molly. Welcome. Thank you. It's awesome to be with you, Kara. This is fun. Super fun. So let's start at the beginning. I'd love for you to share with our listeners who aren't familiar with your story a bit more about your early days. You were a giant sports agent and one of the first females. What led you to this career? Sure. I was a student athlete at Michigan State. I played tennis and I was a tomboy growing up, two older brothers, And just really wanted to stay in the business of sports, but I had no idea what that meant really at the time. And so I graduated, moved to Atlanta from East Lansing, Michigan, where I grew up and navigated all kinds of opportunities to try to get in front of people that were in sports. And I always had this philosophy as a young person that, you know, when you ask for advice, you get a job. And when you ask for a job, you get advice. And so Kara, I negotiated a deal to teach tennis at an apartment complex in exchange for my rent, which made my two grand that I had saved up to go to Atlanta to pursue my dream job last a little bit longer because I didn't have rent. And I just had to teach tennis one day a week. And so, you know, over some odds and ends jobs and different things, I started with a small agency and we had, you know, a handful of clients, uh, NBA coaches and 
a baseball player. And, and after the Olympics ended, I said, how are we going to grow? How are we going to get more clients? And you know, the CEO said, well, referrals. I mean, we've gotten most of our guys, which was primarily what our clientele was through referrals. And I kind of, I was probably standing there carrying a pair of pink pants. And I said, well, how do we get, let, let's go get more. Let's get aggressive. And so I put a business plan together to start with baseball and go get baseball players. And he blessed it, fortunately. And I was off to the races. So about 18 years later, I you know, had a team of agents, 300 athletes, coaches, and broadcasters helping us, um, and a team of agents, and then serving all of our you know athletes, coaches, and broadcasters. So that's a quick snapshot of the of the journey, of the agent journey. And how did you decide then that it was time to sign off? Sure. I loved every minute of it, but I felt as I, as I grew in that lane and I had three young kids and I started to get asked to speak because I'd written two books. And, you know, when you write a book, people are like, hey, come talk about your book. And so I was speaking to organizations and then companies started calling and saying, hey, will you come and talk about your, your, your book and performance and mindset and so as I stepped into that space and did it, it was so rewarding. And I felt like the message was landing. I was a woman who, you know, been in a male dominated industry. I was talking about performance and sports and I was able to pull in men and women connect and, and support them. And, and I thought, boy, and then the phone candidly, it just kept ringing. And I thought, man, I'm at a point where I'm going to have to make a decision. Mm -hmm. Am I going to stay in this business where I didn't own it? He would not give me a piece of the business and, or am I going to step over here and build a business, build, build something substantive that probably, and, and, and certainly I can, you know, that will align with my vision and my purpose and make an impact on people's lives. And it was, it was asking myself tough questions. I mean, do I want to go to my grave and negotiate a billion dollars in contracts for, for athletes and coaches or do I want to go to my grave and know that I've changed lots of people's lives? And, and I was seeing just the beginning feeling of that as a speaker. And, and so, I, you know, it made no financial sense, Carol, whatsoever. Probably like so many of the people listening when you step into a new venture, when you start a business. And, um, and, and then, as you said earlier, we took several of my books and turned them into, into programs, into experiences where we come into organizations and help help really bridge the gap between people and performance inside of the lens of, of all the things that I saw the best athletes and coaches do to play and compete at the highest level. Sort of that corporate athlete mindset. That's awesome. How often have you thought about learning a new language only to be stopped by that memory of yours from the last time you tried to learn a language when it didn't go so well? Okay, maybe it wasn't a language that you were interested in learning, or perhaps all those poorly written textbooks in your sixth grade class weren't that well written after all. I have a great tip for you. It's called Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program around, available on desktop or app, no matter where you choose to learn it or what platform you choose to learn on, Rosetta Stone works and it truly immerses you in the language you choose to learn quicker and easier than you ever imagined to. Maybe you're getting ready to travel abroad this summer and you want to learn a bit of Portuguese, let's say, before your trip. Rosetta Stone can help. I know this firsthand as I did just this before traveling to Portugal last year. I learned Portuguese through Rosetta Stone, and by doing so, I not only got a better grasp of the spoken language of Portugal, but it got me very excited for the trip itself before I went. 
They even have a true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation as you are learning, too. They've got you covered. Rosetta Stone's trusted experts are the real deal. They've been helping people just like you for over 30 years, helping millions of people to learn Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish, and my favorite, Portuguese. The lessons are five to 10 minutes long and include practical exercises so that you can pick up the language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. No English translations either, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language you are focused on, helping you get the long-term retention you are looking for. And who wouldn't want that? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Kara Golden Show listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. In today's world, which I will admit can at times seem filled with too much of the wrong information, it's essential to find a good source that truly gets to the heart of what I want to know. I am super excited about our next sponsor as I've been a big fan of their content for some time now. That sponsor is the Washington Post. Their depth on topics from business to tech isn't just impressive, it's essential reading for me. Whether I'm catching up on the latest tech trends or understanding how the day's news truly impacts my family, the Washington Post is my trusted source. Let's talk specifics. Their business and tech coverage, absolutely top-notch. Just imagine having the most insightful articles at your fingertips, including the unparalleled AI reporting from Drew Harwell or the pulse on tech and online culture from Taylor Lorenz. And the best part? You can listen to articles just like you listen to this podcast, making it perfect for your busy lifestyle. I was just reading an article from one of my favorite Washington Post writers, Frances Stead Sellers. She covers entrepreneurs like myself, but also covers other interesting topics, including health, as well as some very interesting books. I also love getting their For You newsletter, which is their roundup of stories tailored just for my interests, right in my inbox every evening. The Washington Post app is super well done, I think, and makes it incredibly easy to stay up to date and follow my favorite journalists on the go. And if you ever thought that the Washington Post is just about politics, think again. They cover everything under the sun, from climate and culture to crosswords and cooking, providing a world of surprising stories and vital insights. Okay, enough of the love fest that I have for the Washington Post. Here's the deal. Being a listener of the Kara Golden Show has its benefits, and this one is too good to miss. Now is the time to sign up for the Washington Post. Go to WashingtonPost.com slash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. That's 80% off their typical offer. So this is truly a steal. Once again, that's WashingtonPost.com backslash Kara Golden to subscribe for just 50 cents per week for your first year. I mean, it must have taken a lot of courage, right? You sort of 
as I always say, part of being a founder, and you clearly are a founder as well, you founded this organization, you've got to, you know, figure out how to build the puzzle without a picture, right? I, I mean, that is typically what goes on, I, especially the people that you were interacting with, they probably thought you were crazy, right? To sort of jump off the train and go and do this. Why would you do that? Sure. Well, and when so many people think that, you know, being an agent, being a sports agent is this dream job and you're stepping away from that to go do this, to do this other thing. But, you know, at some level when you're working 24 seven and I loved every minute of it, but there was no, I, there was no pot of gold at the end of that rainbow. There was no opportunity. I felt to, I felt like, you know, I think we all have a purpose in life, a mission mm -hmm. and, 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 and being an agent was absolutely amazing. And I loved, and my, and my, the athletes that I represented and the guy, I still talk to so many of them all the time. I mean, I love them. They were there when my kids were born, they were at my wedding. I mean, we are so close but I feel like I'm living even more of my mission now. I feel like I'm going to go to my grave and know that that through our training programs and and our other products that I'm changing people's lives for the better beyond, you know, 300 athletes and coaches. So, yes, people thought I was crazy, but now it, it has been four, five, 10 X what I ever thought it would be. No, and I love the idea that you're actually teaching people what you learned in the sports industry, because so often I was just on a interview a little while ago and I was talking about this. I was an athlete growing up as well. Uh, I didn't actually play in college uh, or wasn't, I was a gymnast. And what I've learned is that definitely athletes really understand the mindset and um, how to compete and how to not be afraid to actually have people that are better than you um, surrounding yeah. you. And so, so many lessons, I think, apply to actually building a company and running a company that you can definitely speak to for sure. So I've heard you talking about how you've worked with some huge egos. I can only imagine, um, right? <laughs> Show me the money. Uh, everyone's seen nope. the movie for sure. Uh, so any founder has had to work with big, big egos, whether it's investors or team members or lots of different examples of that. What have you learned is the most powerful skill to possess when kind of guiding talent or even people who you're working with, um, with those big egos? You know, how do you work with those people so that you feel like they're winning, I guess, and, and you're winning sure. in some way? Yeah, I mean, I think initially at the onset of those relationships, you've got to know things that they don't expect you to know. Uh -huh. You know, when, when I was a, an agent, I would often come in and sit down to pitch a baseball player or to uh, pitch a college coach or an NBA coach. And, and, you know, they didn't think that maybe because I never played at that level, right, that I maybe knew what it was really like to be them and to be that guy. And, and so I always had something up my sleeve that would surprise them. That, that would be natural, that would be authentic, that would be all those things, but that would make them pause and go, huh, maybe this, maybe this lady can help me. Mm -hmm. Maybe she can make my world better. And, you know, when you're, when you're sitting in front of a baseball player and, you know, you look at them and say at, at the appropriate time, by the way, man, that one, two count in the bottom of the seven, that, 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 that hit the paint. I mean, mm -hmm. that hit the bottom. I mean, that was a, 
they all of a sudden are like, wait, she knew it was a one-two count. She knew it was the bottom of the seven. She knew that was a slider. She watched the game. Like she gets me a little bit. And so, because I think at the end of the day, when they respect that you can come into their world and add value, that ego can drop a little bit because they feel a connection and they feel, wow, maybe this person can help me. So, and then I think as time progresses inside of those relationships and as a woman, I had to do that all the time. Mm-hmm was to sort of sneak in something that would surprise them. And and then, and then consistency, right? I mean, what I saw with great athletes and coaches is, I mean, they have to wake up and get better every day or they lose their job, mm-hmm. literally. Mm-hmm. And they can see the guy in AAA. They can see the golfer that's right behind them. They can see the coach that's two chairs over that wants their job. They can see it all. And so they have to get better every single day. And so when when I can be a part of helping them up their game, if you will, consistently and show up for them consistently, they want and expect that from me as their agent, no different than they expect it from themselves. And they're the kind of people that they have to do what they say they're going to do. They have to perform consistently. They have to execute on the highest level with the world often watching. And so when you can walk that line with them and add value to them with them, but do it consistently do what you say you're going to do, show up, add value. That all helps bridge that connection and at some level dial back the ego inside of that. But it, 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 and I think the other thing is, Kara, you know, once you build that respect, that mutual respect, be real with them. Yeah. Right. Because everybody around them is up there. You know what? Yeah. And so you know, the more that you can, I mean, I'd have guys walk into an appearance and I'd go, dude, where did you get that sweater? You're yeah. not wearing that. Go change. <laughs> right. Or like, listen, man, you want to call games on the air and you got, you had your, your, you got white hair and they need you to look young. Like, let's go, bro. I'm going to take you to my hair. So when you're that person, that, because I felt like my job as an agent was to be somebody who told the truth with love to them mm-hmm. because the world around those guys and gals, very few people tell them the truth sometimes not even their spouses. And so my role was to build such a strong relationship, dial that ego down and then tell them the truth with love. And and then they begin to really appreciate you and know that you've got their best interests at heart. Yeah, definitely. And just being real, I think that what you're talking about too is really applicable to somebody who's trying to get a partnership in sales. I mean, it applies so much of the time because sometimes it's just the chit chat, right? It has nothing to do with sports that actually gets you making them want to work with you, want to believe. Sure. I think that that is uh, so, so key. So I often talk about passion and curiosity as super key Mm. drivers for success. I guess the sports industry is so representative of this too, where experience doesn't necessarily make you the best player, right? That's not the person. It's the people that are behind you, that are coming up, that you have to look out for. And way more important than experience from what I've seen. In your amazing TEDx talk, you talk about drive and how that can be more important than talent, which maybe equates to experience in in some ways. But what can you share about this? Well, I think people overestimate talent and they underestimate drive. Mm-hmm. And 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 you know what what I saw with the with the guys and gals that got there and stayed there. What we teach in our training programs is we have to train ourselves to consistently 
show up and put in the work to be a better version of ourselves because talent I saw all the time, it would get guys to the big leagues, but it's going to get them there just for a cup of coffee if they mm-hmm. don't unlock drive, right? Like talent's going to win you maybe a golf tournament. That's hard to do, but to win two, three, four, five, you, you, you've got to have drive. And I think that the, the twist here though, Kara, is it's not about the drive to achieve. It's about the drive to get better every single day. Mm-hmm. In other words, if our drive is anchored in a single moment, a peak moment of, 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 of winning X or getting to where I'm not suggesting that great athletes aren't excited about winning a world series or a super bowl. They are, but what drives them is the journey. I had Gino Ariyama on my podcast and, you know, Gino's been to 22 final fours, head coach at UConn mm-hmm. women's basketball, 22 final final fours. He's been to, you know, 14 consecutive final fours. Like that's totally insane. Mm-hmm. He's won 11 national championships. He's won more national championships than any other college coach. People don't think they think it's Coach K. Or and I said to him, I said, dude, 14 consecutive Final Fours, 11 national championships. I mean, talk to me. And he said, you know, Molly, it's not that the, the wins, it's not all that that gets me up. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. It's the drive to get better. Mm-hmm. And, and when you think about what he did and, and the environment that we're in and so many leaders are in is adaptability is the new currency. Mm-hmm. It's not efficiency. It was efficiency years ago. We have to be willing to adapt. You know, Gino's a guy and great leaders today are, are, are consistently adapting. I mean, Gino had different athletes. He was playing against different teams. He had, you know, changes, injuries, you know, and now with the transfer portal, so much change. And he's still 14 consecutive Final Fours. How do you do that? Well, you you never stop wanting to get better. I had a I had a coach once, Kara. He won the national championship. And the next morning I was on the phone with him at eight o'clock in the morning. And he said, Look, Mal, I got I got I got a hop. He was getting ready to call an 18-year-old kid. He just, you know. Eight hours ago, cut a net down after winning a championship. The next morning, he's he's wanting to call a player to to, to beg him to come play basketball for him. That's drive, mm-hmm. right? You you just won a national championship, so there is such a significant difference. And I think you know it, it's this healthy drive, right? I think the opposite of drive is complacency, which you know we talk. Everybody's talking about quiet quitting right now, and you know at some level that's complacency. It's it's settling in this place. And, and what I hope to do in the world is to, to create a place where people consistently want to wake up and get just a little bit better. And to me, to your point about passion, you know, passion will start your engines, but purpose will keep it going. Mm-hmm. Right. In other words, we've got to know why we do what we do. And, and, and when we know why we do what we do, it changes what we do. Right. Yeah. Totally. So, so to me, that passion piece, that purpose piece, it is massive, as is discipline, of course. So can you find drive? I mean, can you create it? A hundred percent. I mean, I think, look, I think our environments absolutely as kids can 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 impact it some, but but we can a hundred percent unlock it. And and I believe people find themselves at different places in the drive journey, in the journey of combating complacency. And and maybe they need you know more discipline, maybe they need more resilience, maybe. Maybe they've got to shift their mindset and believe in what's possible. What if? I mean, it's, sometimes it's a mindset shift. Um, you know, sometimes we need relationships and connection to help us do those things. But like you, I too believe curiosity can unlock drive. Right? When we ask ourselves some 
questions, when we ask the world questions, it can help us unlock our purpose, our passion, it can shift our mindset. So, you know, I believe there's eight integral keys to unlocking drive. Everybody's at a different place in that journey as it relates to unlocking it, if you will, combating complacency um, and going for more. It's, it's something that as I look back, Kara, at my own journey, as I look back at you know, even hearing your story and other incredible guests I've had on my podcast and their journey and, and, and seeing all the athletes that I was right beside, you know, th- there was a model that I began to see. I saw a model of unlocking drive with all the athletes that I worked with, with all these incredible people that I've interviewed on my podcast. And, and there's a, there's a roadmap for it. There's a process for it. And absolutely it can be cultivated. No question. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, you wrote a book called The Energy Clock. It's so, so good. Everybody has to pick up a copy of it. And I've heard you speak about this, but managing your energy. Can you share more about this? Yeah, you know, I, I, in, in the world of sports, you know, we, what was so fascinating for me, Kara, is when I left the agent business where people are obsessed about performance. It's all about performance. It's not about time per se, right? They're not, they're not waking up every day you know, staring at their calendars and navigating that. They're, they're, they're navigating the things they need to do to train to perform at their best. And then I step out into the business world when I start speaking and then launch my training company. And I thought, this is so interesting. Like people are totally obsessed with their calendars in business. And I came from a world where that was really not relevant mm-hmm. per se. I mean, most of my guys knew they need to be ballpark at three, you know, my coaches. I mean, and... And, and, and so that became clear to me that the best athletes and coaches in the world are very intentional about where they put their energy. Whereas I often found that in business, people were very intentional about where they put their time. Mm-hmm. And then I reflected on moments, right? So I remember Matt Kuchar, one of my golfers at the end of the season, he was on the PJ is on the PJ tour. And we, we would sit with, with Matt and, and we knew the tournaments, of course, the previous season that he had played well at, where he'd made the cut, where he'd where he competed, where he top 10, where he top five. We knew the courses that played into his game well. We, of course, you know, knew all those things. And so we would sit and we would do Matt's schedule for the following season. We did this every season, every year. And I remember sitting there and when we were doing his schedule, it was less time-based. It was all about, wait, when's the U.S. Open? When's the Masters? You know, when, when are the big tournaments that I need to perform well at? And how can I then back into my schedule so I perform at my best in the moments that matter most? And then simultaneously, I'm watching the business world of people accepting all these meetings, showing up on calls, on Zooms, on all these things. And they're like, why am I even here? Like, maybe somebody on my team could be doing this. And they're annoyed that they're there. They accept this cocktail party and they dread that they're going. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. Right. Like they're saying yes. And and, and I thought, wow. And so then, you know, and I remember a baseball player, Jason Hayward, we were, he was getting ready to get drafted and, and he was a stud top round guy. And. We're sitting in the office and, and uh, I, I remember, you know, he was going to be a first round player. He was a, a kid who came in and, and, you know, he was having, he was going to have an opportunity to make and sign for a ton of money and make a lot of money. And, and all these deals started coming in for him, card signings, appearances, speaking engagements, endorsement deals, appearances. And he said no to all of them. 
And I was like, wow, I mean, this kid could write a check for his parents' mortgage. Yeah. He could get his mom and dad to stop working tomorrow if he said yes to these He said, no. He said, look, Molly, here's the deal. The faster I get to the big leagues, the, the faster I focus on the kinds of things I need to do as an athlete to, 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 to hit like I know I need to to get through the minors quickly, to field like I need to, the quicker I'm going to get to the show and the quicker I get there, all this will be there in spades. And I thought, well, amazing. So to me, as business leaders, all of your listeners, we have to pull back and say, what is key to us performing at our best? What are the things that give us energy so that I can do those things that matter most? What are the things that deplete my energy? And we've got to get clear on those. And then I think we've got to be really intentional, particularly in the world we live in now, of scheduling the things that that give us energy, of being incredibly intentional about delegating, removing you know, minimizing the things that don't give us energy, that, that drain our energy, in fact, because those are integral to us being able to show up and perform at our best in the moments that matter most. So that we as business leaders don't get to those meetings, those moments, those calls where, where we're not ready because we've been pouring into things that weren't important. I mean, we know this as leaders that focus, is, it's, it's everything. But yet we live in a world where, there's so many distractions. So this level of intentionality around it is massive. And that was part, we took this book and we turned it into a training program around energy and performance. Yeah, well, and it's awesome. And I feel like, you know, a lot of what you're talking about too is there's this thinking that we have to look at bottom line results constantly, but I think often we forget about where we're headed, right? And the vision behind that. Yep. And uh, I, I think- you know, more than anything, what are we going towards is something that is just always important to sort of come back to. And maybe that helps you to sort of figure out what you don't need to be doing. So that's, that's just another piece of this as as Yeah, I mean, I think here, the question people can consider asking is what am I chasing? Yeah. Right? Like, I remember I was I, I was with a friend of mine, she has a really big job, and she'd gotten this promotion. And, you know, but she was miserable. She was exhausted. She's like, my husband and I aren't connected at all right now. I'm not really connected with my children. I'm distracted. I'm traveling too much. I got this promotion, but they're not giving me a raise for another however many. And I said, well, what is it all for? And she goes, what do you mean? And I go, well, like what? You're exhausted. Your relationship with your husband is not good. Your kids, what are you chasing? And she goes, what the hell kind of question is that? Why are you asking me that? And I said, because I think it's something you need to consider answering. Yeah. You know, what are you really chasing and why? And to your point, we've got to have that North Star and stay true to it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think so often, you know, something that we teach, you, you and I both have college kids and I'm constantly preaching to them that, you know, you have to start somewhere, but it's also, you can try something and then go into some other role as, as you did. Sure. Um, it's not just about climbing that ladder and um, getting the next title and getting the next pay raise. All of those things I think are really, really important for people to evaluate and what they ultimately care about. So such great lessons there for sure. So one of the things that I always talk to people about is kind of the toughest moment and in building, you know, your career where you felt like, oh, wow, I'm really nervous. I'm stuck. I don't know how, how to find my North Star. Can you share a story about that? Sure. I, I would say professionally, it would be 
you know, when, when I was building the division really inside of, of the agency and building the, the client representation vertical, which was really its own company in so many ways inside of the organization, I, I, I you know, was the only woman at the time that was an, an agent, right? So I was the only woman really out there working to represent, you know, big league baseball players, tour players, all that. And, and there were so many moments, Kara, where I would be on the range at a PGA Tour event. And I'd be standing behind my guy's bag when he was warming up and manufacturers rep would look, come up to my guys and be like, dude, who's that chick standing behind your bag? <laughs> and they go, Hey, that's my agent. And they go, what, huh? What? Right. And they thought, well, I think your wife had Brown. Who is this lady? Right. Like, cause I think I was their wife. Yeah. Wife. Yeah. Or, or when I would be standing behind home plate at big league ballparks, you know, watching my guys during batting practice and, and they'd come over to talk to me and their buddies would come talk to me. And then the managers would start yelling at them. You know, what are you doing talking to that chick guys? Let's go. And it's during batting practice. And so there was all these moments where, you know, where, where I was asked to leave the room where I would come into a, country club wants to eat one of my tour players and there wasn't a room for women to sit in. Hmm. And the, the, the player had my back and we made a table just outside the kitchen and we sat there. And, and so there was those kinds of moments where you think maybe I'm not supposed to be doing this. Nobody else is doing this. What makes me think I'm doing this? But what I found was I built really good relationships with my players and they supported me and they had my back and they posted up their managers and they posted up the country club and they posted up the manufacturer's rep and said, dude, relax. She's on my team. She's my, she's my girl. And so, but those were moments where I had to shift my mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Where I had to tell myself the right story in that moment to get me through it. And, and, And then, you know, when I built our training company, you know, I believe training at some level in so many ways is broken yeah. and people don't look forward to it. They don't want to go to it. it it's not as it, it, they're, they're not measuring it. It's not sustainable. They're not staying beside people. They're coming in and they're coming out. And, you know, as we look to really put training on its head and deliver programs to organizations in a way that we help ensure and measure the change that we're beside them making over time. That, that's a heavy lift and it's a scary lift, but it's an important one because like you, I do the work that I do in order to change people's lives, not for five minutes, yeah. but forever. I'm so curious, like with so many people working totally remote or partially remote, do you find that the training is different uh, in some way? I mean, like, do you feel like there's, I would imagine you're doing some hybrid formats? Absolutely. It is different. And and we work with a lot of Fortune 500 global brands. And so some of them are finding tremendous benefit in this because they can pull in three, five, a thousand people from all over the globe and deliver training. And, and you know, but people are zoomed out, if you will. They're mm-hmm. They're a little fatigued. And so what, what we do, we want to meet organizations right where they are, how they are. And, and, and some people want it, you know, asynchronous. Some people want it just for an hour over six weeks. They want once all day. They want it live. I mean, everybody's model in their organization and for their people is a little bit different. No different than every keynote I deliver. It's a little bit different. And I believe you have to meet people where they are yeah. so they can consume it in a way that is impactful and that truly drives the kind of behavior change that everybody's going for. 
So last question, worst piece of advice that you've ever received? The worst piece of advice I've ever received is um, don't don't go into the sports business. It's way too competitive. You can't do it. You know, and by the way, you're a woman. So what are you doing? And that was the worst piece of advice I've ever received. And I got that, Kara, over and over again when I tried to get into this business. I mean, at, at, when I when I was in it, you know, right when I got down to Atlanta to try to to try to find my lane. I mean, it was every corner I turned. It's really hard. But like you, as a former athlete, hard, that's okay. I don't mind hard, right? Um, I mean, you know, I think there are things that are impossible. I'm not going to play in the NBA tomorrow. So you got to be realistic, Mm -hmm. but hard, no problem. Yeah. And you're used to it. And I think that that's- For sure. That that's the thing. It's sometimes people think that having- so much competition, they've already counted you out before you even got started. So, you know, you don't even need to uh, actually be the best. You actually just need to do well, right? In order to surprise them. So, you know, I think more than anything, sometimes when people don't have huge expectations for you to be able to do something and they're like, heck yeah, you know, yeah, Molly did it. For sure. You're a super great role model for so many people. So I really appreciate you coming on and sharing so many great insights and lessons along the way. We'll put everything into the show notes around Molly Fletcher and Game Changer Performance Group and also her podcast, as I mentioned, which I have been on, Molly's Game Changers. So definitely. And her book too, by the way, one of her books, her five books, but the latest book, The Energy Clock is super, super terrific. So, well, thank you again, Molly. And thanks everyone for listening. Goodbye for now. Thanks, Kara. Thanks all for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And I want to thank all of our guests and our sponsors. And finally, our listeners, keep the great comments coming in. And one final plug, if you have not read or listened to my book, Undaunted, please do so. You will hear all about my journey, including founding, scaling, and building the company that I founded, Hint. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and goodbye for now. Before we sign off, I want to talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted. Order your copy today at undauntedthebook.com and learn how to look your doubts and doubters in the eye and achieve your dreams. For a limited time, you'll also receive a free case of Hint Water. Do you have a question for me or want to nominate an innovator to Spotlight? Send me a tweet at Kara Golden and let me know. And if you like what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. You can also follow along with me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Kara Golden. Golden. Thanks for listening.